Good morning and welcome. Happy, happy Monday. We'll make it great. That's what we do. It's 8.07. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Welcome to the Bob Rose Show. Top story, Florida State completely shafted in the college playoff. <laughs> yep. Also, uh, am yes. I not supposed to laugh? Uh, well, you can laugh if you want to. Okay. I think it's sad. I have empathy for Florida State fans because, well... I'm a human being. You're not a hater. I'm not a cold-hearted hater like you, Nick. Thank you. But uh, Israel's pursuing and pressing into southern Gaza after the collapse of that ceasefire. So those are some of your top headlines. But joining us right now, our Florida representative for Gun Owners of America, Luis Valdez. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for what you guys do on the air. Hey, appreciate it. Appreciate what you do. So Governor DeSantis and Governor Newsom go at it. Uh, in the squared circle, back and forth in a debate. Let's talk about taxes and stuff like that. I guess specifically when it comes to guns, gun ownership, crime, and all that. What was your takeaway? Well, my takeaway was both good and bad to debate. Um, the governor clearly put Newsom in his place in showing the differences between Florida and California. The fact that California prosecutes uh, people defending themselves, the fact that California has uh, far more laws in place that make it difficult for people to legally own and carry a firearm. And, and of course, the fact that California has a revolving door prison system, which leads to higher crime rates. Those are all fantastic statistics to point out and show why Florida is better than California. But this is where the bad part of it came from. During the debate, uh, the host and moderator, Sean Hannity, posted a statistic from Every Town for Gun Safety, one of the most anti-gun organizations in the country, and of course, every town listed California as the number one anti-gun state. The bad statistic was that Florida was listed as number 19 out of 50. Now let that sink in. We're supposed to be the freest state in the country, but we're number 19 according to every town. That means there's a whole bunch more states that are quote-unquote less anti-gun than Florida. That's a sickening statistic. We should be number 49 or 50, according to every town. But we're not. And the reasons why is this. Florida, like California, bans open carry. Florida, like California, bans anyone under the age of 21 from being able to legally purchase and carry a firearm. Florida, like California, has red flag laws and gun-free zones in place. That is a troubling issue. And that is what we're trying to fix in the legislature right now. Yeah, you and I have discussed it many times about the uh, the idea of open carry. I've, I've always been supportive. I think that there are times when that is an effective way to carry it. But I also think that people should have the personal decision as to how they want to carry it, concealed or open. And uh, the state has really, I mean, it, we can't get that out of committee. And in most of these um, the you know our, our folks in Tallahassee claim to be very conservative and very pro Second Amendment. What what can we do to get them to to a change? Well, to change is very simple. We need to put pressure on our lawmakers in Tallahassee and tell them that we don't want Florida to be in the same group as California, New York, Illinois, Washington, New Jersey. We don't want them in the same group of states that you know make it erroneously hard and difficult for people to exercise an inalienable right that they're born with. And that's the issue here. And part of the, and, and part of the fault here doesn't lie with the governor. 
And this is mostly an issue with the legislature. The mm-hmm. governor cannot snap his fingers. He can't change law on a whim. You know, we've all grew up watching Schoolhouse Rock, how a bill becomes a law. It has to go through the legislature. It has to get passed by both chambers. It has to have concurrence and all that, and then go to the governor and get signed into law. But that's the issue. We have a Republican-dominated legislature, a supermajority, and we are the only Republican state in the country that bans open carry, that bans anyone under the age of 21 from legally purchasing and carrying firearms. We have some of the most erroneous gun-free zones listed in Republican states. I mean, it's it's actually kind of sad and, and ridiculous, especially when you have the governor fighting on a national stage, showing why Florida is better than California. And then for that statistic to come out and say, we're number 19 in the most of in, in ratings of most anti-gun states in the country. We're not even in the, we're in the first half of states that are bad. And most of the states that are ahead of us are Democrat-controlled states. And, we're, and again, we're the only Republican-majority state that has these gun control laws on the books. That's sickening. Do you think that the governor would put a little bit of pressure on the legislature? Because he, he has said if he gets that bill, he would sign it. He has said that in the past. Should he call them out? Should he put pressure on them? Or is he too busy trying to run for a higher office? It's a little bit of column A and it's a little bit of column B. The problem is, is that the legislature, they control a lot of say on what the governor can and can't do. Remember, the governor can't draft and create legislation. Can he use his office more effectively as a bully pulpit? Yes, I truly believe so. I think he should crack the whip and, and you know, yell at lawmakers and say, let's fix this. But the other half of that coin is that the legislature, especially the legislative leadership, they control the power. They could determine what bills goes to what committees. And they have threatened lawmakers that if you introduce legislation that we personally don't approve of, your other bills for your other pet projects – We'll make sure they never see the light of day. And that's what's going on. You have a legislative leadership that is anti-gun and that coerces lawmakers not to introduce pro-gun bills. We saw it this past session with State um, Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo. She clearly said, I don't support open carry. I don't support it because the sheriffs don't support it. I don't think it needs to be done. Blah, 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 blah. Mind you, the current leader of the Florida Sheriff's Association, Bill Leeper, out of Nassau County, supports open carry. You have other sheriffs like um, Wayne Ivey out of Brevard County. He supports open carry. So the idea that the FSA now doesn't even support it is bupkis and bogus. So where is she going to now hide? But that's the issue. We have a legislative leadership that controls it. And because of that, they have the governor drawn over a barrel because – they could control the legislation that goes to the governor, and it's what makes or sinks his campaign. Look, his fight against Disney, his policies for taxes, all of that, that comes through the legislature. And if the legislature doesn't pass those bills, then what does the governor have to campaign on? Well, look, the Senate president, it's absolutely okay to have your own opinion, but you only represent, you know, a certain sector and you have representatives and senators from all over the state representing their constituents what you do is you can have your opinion but 
if you're working it from a political standpoint and putting pressure on them not to even bring the bill and not allowing them to come out of committee, you're not letting them do the people's work. In other words, if it's if it's not a good idea, it will fail eventually. But if you cut it off, cut off its legs before it gets out of committee, you're not doing the will of the people. You're doing your own personal will. Very much so. But that also is a fault with individual lawmakers. They need to have a spine. And they need to defy legislative leadership and say, I don't work for you. I work for the people that put me in office. And that's part of the other problem, too, is that you have lawmakers who they have their pork barrel projects and they want them to get passed. And I've heard multiple, I've heard the same excuse from multiple. Well, if I introduce a pro-gun bill, my other bills are going to be killed. Well, here's the thing. Who do you serve? Do you serve the people or do you serve your campaign or do you serve your legacy or do you serve the legislative leadership? If you were put into office to represent your constituency and your constituency wants pro-gun legislation to advance, wants Second Amendment rights to be fully restored, because remember, we're not talking about granting new things. We're not talking about changing. It's a restoration of rights that have already existed. Nope. Well said as usual, and we'll stay on top of it. And we always appreciate the perspective. Uh, Luis Valdez, Gun Owners of America, thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. And again, thanks for what you do on the airwaves, brother. Our pleasure. We will talk to you again soon. Coming up, Biden's radical EV push. Congress may be standing up and saying, not so fast, pal. That's all on the way. News Talk 97.3, The Sky.